Lucy Jane Frank Puritan is a Rwanda-based photographer whose work most often takes on a surreal quality and certainly brings attention to issues of mental well-being. She is best known for an ongoing self-portrait project that focuses on themes of identity and mental health, whilst at the same time exploring photography as a means of refined emotional storytelling, and it's certainly one that is accessible to a range of audiences. Lucy's work has been exhibited widely and has been published in numerous magazines. Hello Lucy. Hiya. Uh, I was just wondering if you could uh, help us, help the listeners. So uh, in 60 seconds, how would you describe yourself? Oh gosh, that's, that's put me on the spot. Describe myself in 60 seconds. Um, I'm a Welsh um, photographer or artist that uses photography. Um, I like to work on self-portraits and explore themes of mental health, um, raise awareness of that cause and maybe spread a bit of kindness in the world, hopefully. Looking at your work, Lucy, I mean, mm. uh, it's it's very striking. And I remember the first time I saw the work in Cardiff in 2017 uh, and thought, my God, what's, what's this all about? Uh, and that's really what we need to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'd like to sort of just explore a little bit with you is the fact that uh, surrealism is important, I feel. You, yeah. you, you use the word surrealism. Yeah. Um, and there is a fascinating relationship between photography and surrealism. And uh, in a way... Photography is amazing because you are capturing onto a sort of a reality thing. Mm. You know, most people feel that when they look at a photograph, they're looking at some form of reality. But uh, quite often you subvert the reality. Mm. Um, but also I think uh, photography can, can also work in different ways in terms of surrealism. And I'd just like to start by, by quoting some Sherlock Holmes at you. Oh, yeah, fab. Uh, so uh, I'm a big fan of Conan Doyle. Love him. You know, bless him. Uh, and Sherlock Holmes is is brilliant. And in a way, this one saying says a lot about the, re- I think about the relationship between us and surrealism, uh, and possibly about photography. And so here we go. This is me now. I'm Sherlock yeah. Holmes, right? Yeah. My dear fellow, life is infinitely stranger than anything which the mind of man could invent. We will not dare to conceive the things that are really mere commonplaces of existence. Depend upon it, there is nothing so unnatural as the commonplace. End of quote. <laughs> so, I didn't know Sherlock Holmes had a Welsh accent, that's funny that. <laughs> so, the thing about surrealism, it's, it's, it's also been described as being something where uh, it's a creative attempt to capture the unconscious mind. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So, so what I, does that mean for you then? Um, I've sort of picked to go down the kind of surrealist kind of route to explore like themes of mental health, sort of emotionally express something that's, I don't know, um, maybe a bit more tangible than just to write about it. And... I think my work, it sort of goes to everybody. And I, I use the word uh, surrealism because it's it's not a sort of jargony word. It's something that everyone can go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Mm. And I like to think that my work is for people that 
don't have an art degree. You know, I mean, I I love complicated and really conceptual work, but I would like mine to sort of reach a wider audience, really, um, and to be understood sort of universally. So I use the word surrealism just because people will hear that word and know exactly what it means. Mm. And then they'll look at the imagery and go, yeah, I can grasp that. I can, I can see what it's about. I can see there's a definite expression of something going on. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I think uh, often photographers and, and people who write about photography uh, overcomplicate yeah. the, the whole thing. And, oh, God, yeah. You know, and, and that, you know, a photograph is this and a photograph is that and so on and so forth. And actually, regular people are really sophisticated mm. in the way that they can oh, gosh, yeah. read images. So yeah. so that sense of uh, allowing people to enter into that world without any of the, the jargon. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you, we do have to put words around things. And I think you're right, surrealism yeah. is, is, a, is an interesting one um, to use. The I mean the history of surrealism, mm. um, not just in photography but but elsewhere, which sort of develops in the early part of the twentieth century and uh, uh, and moves through it. And and I know that when I was first looking at photography, I was really interested in uh, some of these weird pictures that you were looking at from the twenties and thirties mm. and forties, and it was people like Man Ray uh, and and others uh, and uh, Henri Cartes and so on. Who, who Cartes was a bit more re, re, more realism, I suppose, in some ways than Man Ray. I mean, were those sort of that period sort of other influence? Well, um, it was only when I went back to university as a mature student, I thought I found that work and I mm. found writing about surrealism. Um, and I'm going to go back to the sort of accessibility of, of my work. Or I'd like to think that it's more accessible. Mm. And it's because I'm dyslexic. So I, uh, I found, you know, going back to university quite a challenge to sort of grasp the, the academic language and, and the jargon. So, you know, everything I make wants to sort of move away from that. I can appreciate it and I love it, but I personally find it quite hard to get into. Mm. But university, it, it was really amazing that they opened my eyes up to where these images I was already creating, where their influences, before I even knew it, come from. And so when I saw this work that I was already making before going to university, and then at uni looking at this movement, I was going, gosh, I didn't even realise it, but I was making these connections. And I think, you know all the work that was produced within that time is so part of like um, sort of visual culture and our consciousness and how we think about pictures. We don't even realize it. Mm. And so it was really interesting to see how it informed my work without directly knowing or reading about it. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely right. I, I would agree with, with that. Number one, I would agree with the fact that it's, it is weird going back to, to learn about something after mm. you've been doing it. Yeah. Because then sometimes you have to, or it feels as if you have to unlearn something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But also, the, um, you know, that, that is the good thing about any sort of more formal education, but it doesn't have to be formal education, is that quite often it does fast track you into sort of um, insights into other people's work and looking yeah. at the, and history is history and it's you know it's interesting in one way but 
we got to t take from it what we need to be able to live now and then to to, to kind of move uh, move forward so yeah no i absolutely agree uh, with that the, the, when i was saying that you know you're looking at your work and i'm thinking you know this is fascinating you know yeah thank and, you <laughs> fascinating and you know yeah and, and i suppose we could say that those uh early surrealist mm -hmm. surrealists of course they were coming off the back of um advances in uh psychoanalytical theory mm, with yeah. freud and and so on so so they in a way that that's part of the 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 thing that they're exploring but i think it is about the human experience which mm. is very much what I see when I'm looking at your work, because as we said, there's a there's a realism to it, but then there are these sort of um, dark forces. Ah, I, yeah. I, I would I would call it. Dark. <laughs> I feel like I got to explain that. I sometimes get well, sleep apnea. No sleep apnea. Um, what's the one where you sort of no paralysis? That is sleep paralysis right. sometimes every couple of years. Mm -hmm. So that's where that all those creepy figures. That's where they're from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it it works, and and it, but I I think you know again it's funny because we we all we all read different things into other people's photographs, which is what we want mm. them to do, of course. Uh, and you know, I I really get this sense of um, torment, and ease, um, and references to other dimensions, and you know, perhaps that's again that's me tapping your work is the trigger that's making me tap into these sort of themes and feelings mm. and things that are going on inside me. So we're all different. So we all have a, but there are some themes which um, are pretty powerfully used, I think. Uh, and I'll just list them and perhaps we can okay. just talk through them. Yeah. Uh, number one, hands. My God, <laughs> hands. I watched the labyrinth too much when I was a kid, perhaps. You know, you know that scene where Sarah's falling down and there's all these hands grabbing yeah, at her. Yeah, like yeah. that must have left yeah. an imprint okay. somewhere in my mind, you know. Yeah. But I, I find hands really expressionate. Um, I, I don't like to put faces too often in, in my pictures because I think that's where you automatically look. Um, you know, yeah. your eye is always drawn to a, a person's face, trying to read mm -hmm. their expression. And if you take away that, then, you know, you've got to read the whole image then. You've got to, like, look around mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. I find hands, they're so expressionate. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you got, without realising it, you know, that's where your tells come in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. Because, again, I mean, in fashion photography, uh, one of the things, one of the, one of the sort of tactics that fashion photographers often apply is uh, they will, if, 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 if the client wants to show... The model to show yeah. off the, the clothes, uh, of course, that's the thing. It's, it's there to sell clothes. Uh, the model might be wearing a hat, which mm. would slightly disguise the face. So in other words, it takes away that our mm. desire, you know, yeah. and, which is a scientifically proved thing. We want to look at the face yeah. first. Um, we won't go into the where, where we want to look next because <laughs> that, that's something else. Uh, and again, it's interesting, isn't it? The hands um, we see in... Uh, in a lot of those early surrealists, mm, yeah. where that's where you see it, and and there, whereas I think you were using um, you know digital techniques yes. to uh, to do that. And we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Yeah. Um, quite often, it would be something quite simple as um, 
using mannequins mm. hands and so on and I sort of added them in and again uh, fashion photography to me one of the greatest fashion photographers was uh, Host P. Host uh, and quite often he would sort of just add a spare foot or a spare hand in <laughs> these most exquisite fashion photographs and it was just enough to kind of put an edge you know mm. and that's, so yeah it's, that, that's that's fascinating um and the other thing which is really powerful uh, that you do uh, and it's not you don't do it all the time but it's there occasionally is emerging emergent crows as i like to call it this <laughs> this thing where, where sort of one like it might be a body starts to sort of disintegrate yeah and kind yeah of, so so where does where, crows um i've always had a fascination with birds um I, I really, really do love birds. Uh, that's where it's come from. But um, crows in particular, they, they're the hated um, bird, mm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Everyone despises them, uh, possibly as much as pigeons and, and seagulls. And they're seen as vermin, but I just think they're absolutely beautiful. And they're such intelligent creatures. And it's interesting, like the folklores around crows and, and ravens and um, i think it's uh, if there's seven on your roof there's going to be a death in the family you know mm. little things mm. like that and and those are, are sort of very welsh kind of valleys mm. um sort of stories around crows and all this mythology has built up this idea of what crows represent and i sort of like to dispel that a little bit and mm. and i like involving a little bit of nature and a little bit of what is around us naturally mm. in mm. the pictures yeah, 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 no, no, definitely, yeah, and, and uh, again, I think it's something I'd like to perhaps come to a bit later on. But I think there is something you, you are tapping into nature a lot, aren't you, in, mm. in the work uh, as as well? But but the thing with the the crows, it's I suppose the, the thing that I can see in there is uh, a, a transformative thing. It's mm. where one thing yeah. becomes these creatures. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like. Um, let's be romantic about it then it's like it's like you're in a soul or self kind yeah. of sort of breaking out and doing yeah. something else so that, that, that's to do with disintegration as well which is one of the things i was keen to kind of have a discussion about at some point uh but the other thing is uh confinement and there's a, yeah. there's a couple of pictures which you you do this and and it's really kind of it's it's a phobia claustrophobia kind yeah. of thing again you know where uh Confinement in one sense where it's you're inside a box or you're yeah. inside a ne- nest. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then also sort of being pulled, uh, which is still a kind of restraint, being pulled in two directions. So yeah. you're going, your body's going that way yeah. and your head's going that way. And, <laughs> yeah. So so again, what's the basis of that? I mean, um, well, first it's a bit of a challenge to set up and, um, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I go out with these you know random props like like cardboard mm. boxes and it is a bit of a challenge to kind of see what what can i do with them on the spot mm. um but it's it's representing um sort of emotional landscape really and it's representing people's struggles with their mental health and what society kind of says is acceptable and not acceptable mm. within that. Mm. I mean, I think it's fantastic. A lot of people are producing work at the moment to do with mental health. And it's a bit sad in a way that we're still having to have these conversations. But, I, you know, I'm happy that that's happening. And I think we've still got quite a way to go. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm sort of personally interested in um, is particularly uh, men's mental health. Mm-hmm. 
um, living in the valleys, this this is a conversation that needs to definitely happen. Um, and I really hope that my work kind of initiates maybe these conversations and normalizes the these conversations. So people will open up and yeah. think it's it's just every day just to talk about how they're sure. doing and if they're not doing all right. Mm. And being pulled from one thing to another, it's you know, it's what you feel inside and maybe what you want to express, but what you feel is socially unacceptable or acceptable to say outwardly. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's a, a wider issue, wider than Wales, but it's interesting mm. that when uh, we were talking to Dan Wood, yeah, you know, and he's done the suicide that machine, project, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, and it is there's, there's there's definitely an undercurrent, and and I think that uh, now is now we are more open mm. to talking about that, yeah. And so, so that's really something um, to do. So, but but you were doing more than talking about it. You're you're actually doing something, um, and you've you've just initiated a sort of postcard project. Yeah. So tell us about that. I mean, what's that about? Um. It's uh, it's going to start off this month, June, um, with thirty days of kindness. So every every day, um, I'm going to be putting one somewhere for somebody to find. And uh, the thing is, if you find it, you could you can keep it. Or what I'm encouraging people to do is to pass it on to someone that can do with maybe a little gift in the post, something to change maybe the day that the way that their day could have turned out it's, i think it's always nice getting something in a post because it's all emails these days so i always mm. get uh, excited when i received a, like a handwritten postcard or, or letter in the post that's not a bill as well so it, the whole point is to is to sort of pay it forward kind of thing where you find in this well most of them will be sort of in the south wales area and just passing it on and it's just maybe spreading a little bit of kindness i think the world needs a little bit more kindness in it yeah. and again it's sort of normalizing these conversations about mental health so on the back i so i say my rationale is to spread awareness of mental health start conversations um and so yeah i'm, I'm doing this for the, uh, this month I, if it goes well i might do it again mm. I'm quite interested to see where they're going to end up. So I haven't had any feedback yet, but I've only been doing it for a couple of days. Mm. I'm going to drop some off in Pontypris later. So, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, again, when I saw that, I, I it, it sort of coincided with me looking uh, at an article in, in The Guardian. And uh, they were talking about the headline question was, is uh, mental health a global epidemic? Ooh. And I thought, well, that's that's interesting because, as we've just said, mm. I mean, we are we are now talking about it more. Yeah. But does that mean, you know, is is it that there's more mental health issues problems now, or is it that we just talk about them more? So it seems to be mm. more, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it was really interesting because the, um, you know, it was a it was a serious sort of um, study uh, of of uh, mental health in globally and uh it was saying that actually it's it's not necessarily any worse now than mm. it's ever been and it does seem more prevalent in um modern mm. culture or when I say modern yeah. um I always go back to capitalism it's 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 you know, the competition of of yeah. that I guess causes some problems 
And uh, the estimate is that uh, something like 13% of the global population, that's 971 million people, suffer from some form of mental health mm. uh, issue or problem. Uh, and in Britain in particular, uh, that it's uh, one in four uh, are likely yeah, to suffer shocking. some sort of illness. So, you know, I think as as it, as is the case, yeah, it's got to be good to talk about that mm. because otherwise there's an awful lot of people who, who will feel isolated yeah. and uh, feel as if, you know, it's just them. Uh, and actually, uh, I think the other thing this article talked about actually was uh, it was perceiving uh, mental illness as, as a sort of sliding scale that we're all on. Yeah. Uh, and some of us are kind of further along yeah. towards, you know, uh, severe ill health and, and some less so. But uh, uh, it's not something, you know, it is something that we've all mm. kind of got, you know, and we, we all have to uh, deal with. So, so yeah, absolutely right. So, so I really like the, 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 the postcard idea though because that means that somebody's randomly picking something up and going yeah. oh okay that's good so yeah. so how does that sort of manifest itself then you know are you sort of putting that onto some sort of public platform um i'm so i'm sharing it on social media just to sort of mm. put again sort of spread awareness that's that's my mm. big thing is spreading awareness yeah, yeah. but um i mean for me i it's going to sound like I'm doing it for selfish reasons now. I'm doing it because it brings a bit of joy to my my day, yeah. knowing that I'm going to leave this somewhere to, for someone to find. And like that mystery of thinking, where, where's that going to go? Where's it going to end up? Mm. What's going to happen to it after I've left it? Mm. I, I, I get a bit of a kick from that. It makes me feel like I'm doing a little bit of something. And I think everyone feels a little bit out of control these days. I mean, particularly in the political landscape mm -hmm. that we're in i think people's voices are being people feel that their voices are not being heard or not worse being heard mm. i think everyone's got something to contribute everyone's got something to say and this is my way of saying something and and making i don't know maybe mm. maybe changing someone's day mm. Okay. Um, a just for little things little things can yeah, absolutely build up to a bigger picture I agree. Don't they? yeah i agree with that completely and if i just like, you, you start to make me think about sherlock holmes again you know this yeah. uh, this intrigue of when, <laughs> when people find these things it's it's the mystery of the book oh, i love that <laughs> i mean don't you just love right when you go into a library and you take a book out and you can see that there's been there's a receipt left of the, like the previous person that's read it and a list of all the other books they got out at the same time and you just think oh gosh who's this yeah. when i love to find out you know it's like it's a message in a yeah. bottle thing yeah, yeah. i i kind of i love that mystery yeah. But I, I've often thought that the reason why I, I, I love Sherlock Holmes so much is that I'm basically nosy. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm that, I'm a bit of a curtain twitcher, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and so when, when I'm looking at anything or anybody, I've already got them worked out, you know, it's like, oh, he must, he must, be, he must be single, he must yeah. be single, oh, look, oh. Where does he buy his clothes? You know, and, yeah. and it's all of that, you know, and it's sort of, I don't know, it's, I think it's really, really cute. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier on, um, or you started to, to discuss uh, the, the practicalities of making pictures, because I think for, um, for people who do 
it's called street photography uh, who just go out and take a picture mm. of something and then say thank you and then you know print it or whatever that's one thing but you were doing something which is really um complex because there there has to be I, I, you tell me uh but I'm, I'm guessing there has to be a, a, an element of planning uh yeah there's a certain performative element to what mm-hmm. you do uh then in actually executing the photography there may be more than one shot that you're taking from a particular point to, so that you yeah. can use and then there's all the post-production so it yeah. sounds incredibly complicated <laughs> so, so could you just sort of perhaps for, for, for listeners give us a sense of how does it work well, my process yeah. uh, my process starts with um sort of just sitting down no distractions around me and thinking right what do I want to say what's my message what do I want to put out there and then I'll start thinking about imagery to go around that and it's sort of just build like a like a spider diagram of, of you know things that I can involve props and then I start thinking about the performance element of it and you know how can I express that with my body sort of using that as a kind of sculptural form in, in images particularly from Playing around with fabric, as I say, yeah, yeah, that's a <laughs> big thing that I just um, I, I quite, I'm, I'm really interested in in sculpture as well, um, and I, I think maybe when I'm sort of making images around like play playing with my fabric, maybe that kind of can seep in a little bit there, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of planning involved, and then you got to get everything together, fill the car up with you know ladders and you know, all the kit <laughs> and go out. Um, I tend to use locations that are quite close to me. So um, up in the Ronda, you know, it's, oh, it's fab. I've got all these wonderful wild mountains mm. and forests around me. And um, where I'm from in Abitrudo, you know, there's wonderful mountains up there, just very barren, dry grass, which works really well f- uh, for things I want to do. And I just go up there with, a, yeah, like I say, a ladder usually or something like that or a stool um jump around the landscape a little bit people walking their dogs wondering what's going on here and it's it's really interesting to actually have conversations with people walking past because they they just stand and look and think well she's not a wildlife photographer so you know what what is she doing and when when you explain it they go oh that's a bit different oh and you know they sort of walk off and you know have a think about that then but yeah there's there's a lot of post diet as well so I have to pretty much like plan everything beforehand, go out and do it. And that's actually the easiest bit usually. That's the quick bit. I can, you know, shoot it in 10 minutes and then back in the car, um, back home, then a bit of a marathon session on the on the computer. And I really enjoy that bit. Um, I used to love making collage, uh, collages when I was a kid, you know, mm. cutting out bits of magazine pictures and sticking them all down. Um, I love that kind of... I love that kind of DIY approach to art, you know, um, and, you know, quite interested in sort of protest art and uh, feminist uh, artworks. And that's always sort of involved in elements of that. So, yeah, I just sit then on the computer, uh, put some music on, have some snacks. And that's my evening then, Mm. a couple of hours, usually cutting the things out and sticking them together. And that's why I work um, with digital, because... um, there's, there's no way I could do that with, with film. I, I love film. I do still dabble in that. Mm. Um, but yeah, for, for this kind of work, for my uh, portraits and self-portraits, I, I always use digital. Mm. 
Mm. No, it's, it's, that's interesting because it, it, I, I was in, intrigued actually because the collage thing mm. again, you know, that's a that's a kind of uh, old retro thing that mm. lots of people used to do. And as you say, there's some really amazing political mm. uh, and, and feminist uh, artists. Uh, I'm thinking of Barbara Kruger. Oh, I love Barbara uh, Kruger. Yeah, yeah, you know, amazing kind of stuff. But but e- equally, there is something uh, very. Um, the, the materiality of co- mm. of collage. So, it, so even though, it, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's not. You, you, you never. You want to get to the image as quick as you can, rather than yeah. the sort of creating an ob- a, a photographic object. Shall we say? Is that yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And and back to by the way to Sherlock Holmes and the valleys, <laughs> because because when you're jumping off your ladder up and up on top of the mountain, yeah. and somebody goes past. <laughs> And they and they, they they will they will go. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And again, that's that's you know, it's the inquisitive minds of of sleuths yeah. uh, in the valleys. Uh, they are <laughs> they, they are basically nosy. I love I love that though. I love when people sort of just you know come up and ask. It's um, you know it's it's brilliant to sort of share share what, what I'm up to with uh, with people. And sometimes. Uh, it, it's great. Sometimes they go, oh, do you want to hand with anything, love? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah right, for yeah, all this bit of fabric, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> but, but in a way, you see, this, and, and this is something which I think people like me and you and, and others probably do, and there will be other people who will not do this. Now, I, I really like the fact that if I'm out with the camera mm. and somebody comes and says, what are you doing, Pat? Or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever that is. I actually really enjoy the yeah, conversation, and, me, yeah. uh, and I will never uh, try and sort of dumb it down or, or say, "Oh, or you won't get it." You don't, don't worry about it. Don't, you know, yeah. it's always. But actually, I'm interested. I'm interested in yeah. telegraph poles. Yeah, and they kind of look, and you know, and then then you have the conversation yeah. about why those things are important. And actually, yeah. people are very savvy and oh, yeah. and very able. To, capable to of having a, a really interesting conversation about that mm. and they quite often will open up new dimensions to to the subjects that yeah. you've got oh so, gosh yeah yeah you know and, and to me that that's part of the joy of making work yeah but particularly in the valleys I have to yeah. say but but, it, <laughs> but yeah so I'm really pleased that, that that is the case because um you know nothing is stranger than seeing somebody like you yeah. up, up at the top of a mountain but then <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You know, that's, uh, it seems quite a reasonable thing to do. So th- there you are. Yeah. You know, and these people come along and you are jumping off ladders. You are wrapped in fabric. Yeah. A bit of Kate Bush going on somewhere. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> so so, so do you, how, how much of, of the, the performance then is, how much of that is the bit that you really like? Oh, what, I, yeah, rather, really. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love the performance aspect of it. Um, I am um, since graduating, I have the absolute privilege to work in Schumann Theatre for the past two years, and it's just been fantastic there. It's really opened my eyes up to like another world of art that maybe maybe I was a little bit sheltered from before, perhaps, but. Uh, I think we're, we're so used to putting things in boxes and labels to do with the arts. Like, oh, this person is an artist, this person is a sculptor, this person is a photographer, this is a, you know, uh, an actor. You, I, I, no, I, I don't, 
I think there's so many crossovers, um, particularly when it comes to how work is produced and um, what influences you have. There's been so many outstanding um, visual things that I've seen in, in, in performances in Sherman Theatre that have really informed my work. Um, one in particular was, um, um, it was a bilingual um, play called Mags. And visually, it oh gosh it was just brilliant absolutely fantastic and I just oh I want to go home and I want to try a bit of that and and I I find it really uh inspiring to have worked there and to get this um this like new bit of art into mm. my life mm. going there tomorrow again yeah yeah, <laughs> no, yeah again yeah. I think I, th- I I I get that completely because mm. um I, I I if I may say so I I, I kind of to some extent, whilst we were extolling the virtues of education mm-hmm. earlier on, which is a you know which is a wonderful thing, uh, the 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 way that um, education in in the creative arts has developed uh, until very recently, it's changing a little bit now. But uh, it's always been you know no, you are going to be a, a painter or you yeah. are going to be a photographer, you yeah. are going to be a performer, and yeah. these things are absolutely crossing over. Now, oh, definitely, uh, because. Uh, and the truth of it is that uh, in the world, in the real world out, mm. out there, um, that that is what is happening. And yeah. as you say, if you go to, um, you know, to, to a music performance, you expect to see some visuals. Oh, yeah. You expect yeah. to see, you know, you expect to see photography, yeah. you expect to see all sorts of things. So, you know, in a way, uh, I think it is changing again. And I yeah. think that... Um, uh, you know, education institutions are realizing that actually creative people are creative, innovative, yeah, uh, and can work across all sorts of platforms. Yeah. It's good to have a specialism, of course. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, know, and yeah. I mean, that's what you've done, isn't it? Yeah. It's... I mean, I, I come from a photographic art course, so uh, you know, we we were allowed to do a bit of everything there, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, the tutors really encourage that, particularly with uh, when it comes to performance. Um, so that I think that they could see that, that was something I was I was kind of interested in, but perhaps lacked confidence to um, to explore. So uh, within my second year, they really pushed me to to do that and mm. and to try new things out because I I was so stuck in this. I want to do this. I want to stick to this, and I want to just spend the entire year in the dark room. And they said no, go outside and try something else. So I ended up doing video. Mm, which is yeah. something I'd never done before and, and that was a brilliant experience mm. and was one of my favorite pieces of work that I made at university. Mm-hmm. If I was going to, I was going to ask you, uh, and now seems like a good time to ask you, I, mm. I, I noticed that you've done uh, this a video called in, in, in a Landscape. Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> lots of hands again. Ha- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you've got a hand it to you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, and uh, it was making me think about because um, uh, John Cage, the the, uh, the composer, did a, a beautiful piece of music called "In a Landscape." I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but it's very um, uh, tranquil, and it sort mm. of it makes everything peaceful. It's like an open piano piece. It's really very quiet and lovely. Uh, and so when I saw the title, I thought, "Oh, oh, this will be nice." Uh, and so then I started to watch your your video, and um, and I was I was sort of fascinated because I was thinking, well, where's where, now where is this being filmed? Because I'm seeing a landscape, but it's so close in, and then I'm thinking, oh, it must be up a valley somewhere, <laughs> but couldn't quite work it out. And then there was sort of some like 
seemed like concrete slabs or stone yeah, or yeah. so on. And so I was thinking, okay, so it's oh, post-industrial. Yes, you know, yeah. you know, it's the way we all read things into yeah. it. And then there's this sort of movement to one side and there's this sort of these flickering fingers yeah. that sort of come in and then disappear again. And almost like a... Uh, like a, a, a reptile or, a, or an insect or yeah. a thing and and at first I was thinking my god this is kind of weird uh, <laughs> and it also made me think of you know there have been horror films mm. called The Hand you know where the hand sort of yeah. could strangle people and all that sort of thing <laughs> but you actually did something with the, and I became mesmerised by again it's the performance of the hand the, mm. the character so how I mean how do you chore- I mean is this choreography I mean yeah. how, how so how does that work then? Um, well, uh, that entire piece was was all about spending a lot of time in a particular landscape, um, and it was filmed in um, Singenes, a post-industrial town mm. with um, a particularly distinct history because of the um, the awful mining disasters that happened there. Um, and you know, coming from that area, it's sort of it's it's like a post memory thing. It's it's part of your culture growing up there. It's, you're taught this at a, a very young age, mm. and without knowing it, you you are involved in politics at a very young age. It's it's just it's part of the culture there. And I found looking back and sort of looking at that from an outside perspective, it's really interesting to have grown up with all of this around you, but you you sort of not knowing. Uh, really of what what it means and what it stands for and then as an adult you could like look back at this this history and mm-hmm. how you've kind of become part of that place mm-hmm. so I was really interested in all of that and of course you know as a lot of South Wales uh, photographers I'm very interested in the history of, uh, of why we're here really you know um the title in a landscape is um because it's filmed in a landscape mm-hmm. on a sort of very literal kind of way but it's because it's it's recognizing why I'm there in the first place, and it's what was in the landscape that brought communities to South Wales, and the performative element of sort of adding my hand on it changes the piece, uh, so that we're sort of reflective of our relationships with the land. Um, and it, when I produced this, I was reading quite a bit about the sublime. Um, and trying to get this experience of a place, trying to sort of pin that down and how complicated it is to do that. Mm. And so the performative element of my hand coming in, um, gently caressing these concrete slabs, but it, it, you know, it seems like a very soft and gentle kind of movement, but you know that over time that's going to grate on my hand and... Mm you know, it's going to cause physical damage to my skin. And I, I did have a few cuts mm. after a while, but that was what I wanted to happen. I wanted to be part of that. And it's really interesting. You said something about, um, it looked like an in, an insect or, mm. or, or something. And I, that's what I was kind of going for. It was as alien as a hand appearing in that video would be. I wanted it to kind of feel as though it had a purpose there and it belonged there. Mm. Yeah, and I think it, that's a really interesting description because the historically, I mean, in, in more modern times, yes, in the valleys, uh, you know, the the landscape was the thing mm. that drew people there. But it's it that's been history, yeah, forever, yeah. you know. And so that very tactile relationship with yeah. the history and working and and 
um, physically having to use your hands to do something to land is is, yeah. is very powerful uh, yeah that's 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 really interesting yeah. but it, but it is interesting to see that your 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 work is more than just that still image it's uh, you know and and the surreal is important but but yeah. there are these other dimensions which i think are really uh, fascinating with seeing as we're talking about landscapes Ooh, and, yes and um I'd like to talk, if, if we can, to talk a little bit about uh, the importance of place. And I think this, mm. this this kind of ties in very much with what we've been talking about already. Because there, there are a couple of projects uh, which I think are that sort of stand out uh, as similar in some ways to your portraits, your self-portraits, and your portraits of others. Uh, but uh, you, you do actually photograph landscapes and... To me, that's very different. Uh, but the the landscapes that you photograph are, in one way, you, you know, I think because I, I I I'm from around here by you, I can recognise some of the 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 hallmarks of a sort of South Wales valleys kind of landscape. So I can mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of get kind of get where it is. Uh, but equally, quite often, what you're photographing is quite seems quite arbitrary. It seems quite strange, and uh, particularly in the Abba Valley uh, work, you you've got uh, diptychs. You've put two mm. pictures together, and I th- yeah. and I have to say, I do think that your selection of pictures is you know of com- combining yeah. pictures is amazing. I mean, I think oh, they're they really really quite something. But it comes back to something uh, back into surrealism from the from the early twentieth century, uh, and I'll just mention, if I may, just say a few words of Ian Walker, uh, who was a colleague uh, of mine at Newport, uh, who was a bit of an expert on, uh, or is a bit of an expert. He is, he is an extremely <laughs> serious scholar of. Uh, uh, the relationship between the surreal and, and documentary photography in particular. And, and he uses a term uh, in his book, which is available now at all good publishers, uh, a term called Terrain Vague, which which is a, it, it, it's a, a kind of landscape where there's, you can't, you can see it, but you can't quite pin down what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's a bit vague, basically. Uh, and of course, he is actually, uh, writing specifically uh, in one of his publications about Paris, into Warriors Paris. Anyway, a reason I'd like to, us to mention it is because the, the, the issue of politics and so on comes up again. Uh, and he is talking uh, about the way that surrealist photographers then uh, were exploring... Uh, the, the, their environments uh, in Paris but it was at a time if you think about it where the First World War had come and gone major devastation uh, and then there's this optimism that comes after the f- First World War and then people kind of start to lose our optimism again uh, and I often feel that oh, we're, we're kind of living in something which is not dissimilar now perhaps bar the wars but it's, it's a very unsettling time uh, and he says and I quote uh, for the surrealists Nature was not to be separated from culture. Rather, the intrusion of the natural into the city disrupted the veneer of urbanity 
and in turn undermine the coherence of the bourgeois capitalist system. In this process, the city was revealed not as a monolithic and coherent structure of the modernist dream, but something more like a complex organism fraught with contradictions, unstable, even sometimes on the edge of collapse. And when I was looking at your pictures, that, it really made me think about those words because yeah. there is something really kind of um, unstable in all mm. of it. So, so was was that? Yeah, there's a lot of contradictions in that place. Um, I made that work straight after graduating, where um, I had um, I think it was three months until I'd started uh, my job at Sherman Theatre and I thought right I'm no I'm going to be moving up to the Ronda this is going to be my goodbye to to the place I'm from mm. so I you know I decided to sort of walk around the place and re-experience it which when when you're so familiar with with an area you think you know it and you do not know it and your idea of it is what was formed you know 20 years ago when you were a kid sort of wandering around and and discovering all these little places and and re-experiencing it and saying goodbye to it was was a bit of a journey for me uh, because this is a place I'd lived for the most of my life um I was quite sad to see it go and I found that a lot of things I thought about it completely had changed or or maybe a little bit wrong um I didn't photograph any people Purposely, I sort of just wanted to concentrate on what was around, like the detritus of people, um, the impact they had had on the land. Um, and, you know, I mean, South Wales is full of like really interesting uh, like architecture. I love the terraced houses and, you know, what they signify. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a place full of contradictions and something that you can't really pin down. It's something I'd love to go back to sometime and maybe photograph people and speak to them and their understanding of the place, how they experience it. Because, you know, as you say, with industry, we've moved on. That is history now. And we're in this this new place of maybe being a bit unsure what what we are. I mean, Welsh identity is being challenged at the moment, um, politically and on a personal level. So, I, you know, I think all of these kind of like narratives are within this place, definitely. And because it, it's so close to Cardiff as a crow flies, but it is a dead end valley, there's it, it's just it's very complicated there. Um, I mean, it's in the last five years, it's dramatically changed. I mean, um, it was a typical valleys kind of village where you used to have all these shops and it was thriving. It was it was really busy. And over the years, they got knocked down. They've shut and they've just been left empty. And but now it, it's changing. Sh- new shops are opening now. New independent businesses are being started there. And they're doing well, and I think that's fantastic. And um, and your work uh, with the chapels, it, it uh, there's a lot of chapels in that valley, as there are all around you. And how they're now used is really interesting to me. And there's one in particular, and it's absolutely thriving as a community hub. It's fantastic there. They've got the most interesting um, WI club there. The things they do there, it's just, it's unbelievable. And they're attracting such a young um like membership 
that goes away, you know, from that kind of the idea of pennies and making jam. Mm. You know, it's it's really it's a very interesting place, and it's, I feel like there's an energy there. It's mm. I'm I'm interested to see how how it develops. Mm. So yeah. so I mean, yeah, it's a very interesting point. Why why is that happening? Is it you know? Do you think? I like I sometimes think well well actually the the generation that is emerging now as mm. you know the kind of the generation that's kind of doing yeah. all the thinking and working and thinking you yeah. know and all that I got high hopes for them yeah yeah, yeah. I do actually uh, I I mean I, I think that that they haven't got the baggage no. that like I had I, you mm. know shall we say and I'm you know I'm a bit I'm a little bit older than you uh, do you think that that is the case that people that the, the young people coming through are now saying well enough you know and it, there are mm. you know as as your work illustrates there are still problems of course there are with you know with well being and health yeah, and yeah. you know there's still all of that but there's a lot of people saying well no let's get on with it yeah yeah definitely there's it's such a good energy there i mean there's one um initiative uh, i think it's, it's in the ronda but that was um on uh, the bbc recently and it's um this fantastic initiative where they're getting young people to sign up to do break dancing lessons and this can actually be prescribed by you know your gp and it's all part of this sort of well-being um, uh, like campaign and it's brilliant and to hear the the personal stories of people that have gone through it and and what they've they've achieved through it and and their well-being has improved dramatically and it's i feel like that's happening in the abba valley as well you've got these amazing um civic spaces and uh, you know like everything funding is a bit of an issue these days so i'm not mm. i'm not sure what it's like in that regard but they're so busy they're thriving you've got a fantastic ym club down there mm. um that you know a couple of years ago I had a big extension and it's just got so many different things going on there. it's got a sauna it's got a, a music recording studio mm. uh, it's absolutely brilliant and i think the young people coming up now what where they differ from my generation is we were that in between kind of place where we were late teenage years the internet come about you know and it was slow it had the horrible dial-up tone and it cut off if someone phoned the, the landline but that was there I'd, and we sort of entered the 20s with broadband then and so we we didn't grow up with that and I think it's my generation that can perhaps misuse mm. that mm. whereas uh, young people coming up now they've been brought up within this culture of a lot of information out there and it must be very hard for them to feel that they have a voice and to be heard and so I feel like they're going out of their way to do that mm. and they're making an impact in uh, a vast sea of noise that they live around yeah, yeah. but they've grown up in it and they know how to deal with it and yeah i've got really high hopes mm. for them i mean the the politics of the young people coming up today is fantastic Brilliant, to yeah. see their initiative I, I i again i agree with you completely and i'm uh you know i i spent a lot of my my time uh, in in my work in in higher education mm. standing in front of, of groups of parents and uh and young people uh, apologizing mm. for what my generation did to the to their world you know what I mean? yeah. so yeah so so i think it, you're right it, it is changing mm. um so if 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 we could just move on then your your work i, I see two key, kind of key things that that you do as you career in a career if mm. you like uh, as a, as a creative person um you your work is is 
has been out there in exhibitions. It's mm -hmm. been published in in magazines and so on. So that's clearly an important as aspect uh, of what you do. But also the engagement uh, element of what you do is clearly something which you're passionate about. You've been yeah. talking about, you know, this generation coming yeah. through and, you know, your, your postcard thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's sort of part of that. Um, but engaging with people, so so you mm. you work in the showman. That's that's engagement as well. Isn't I it? yeah, I've just left last week actually. Ah, right. Yeah. Um. So I I was working uh, for the last couple of months on a fantastic project called Showman Five, uh, which is supported by the Paul Hamlin Foundation, and it's all about connecting people to the arts, um, getting people that have never been to theatre before in through the door, and particularly people that face a lot of barriers to that. And that can be, you know, actual barriers or or um, perceived barriers. I think with the arts, we've, we've got maybe a bit more work to do in regards of changing the attitude of who, who belongs in the arts, who should experience the arts. And of course, everyone knows it's, you know, it's open access. It should be for everyone. But I'm sitting in the arts saying that if you're outside of it, mm. that that's a bit of a challenge getting in mm -hmm. because, I mean, I, I get quite nervous going into new places that I've never been before. So can you imagine if you have never experienced theatre before, if you've never experienced mm -hmm. an art exhibition, a gallery, how difficult is it to walk in? What do you wear? What do you do? What's the social norms? Yeah, so my, my job was all about breaking down those barriers mm -hmm. and it was, it was really enjoyable. And that um, sort of strengthened my, my idea that I really want to engage with more people and I want to involve more people so through that I started volunteering um, with Sherman 5 and Cardiff uh, Community Housing Association um, so I volunteered doing introductory photography workshops with a fantastic uh, cohort um, that produced some surreal images actually mm. um, in response to um, the main house production uh, Alice in Wonderland so that was on a Christmas and uh, they did a fantastic body of work that we just had um, exhibited in, in the foyer. And it really opened my eyes up to, I think, how much we underestimate people. The work that they produced, they produced it. It was their stories, their narratives, their ideas, and they shot it. And I was just immensely proud of, of all of them because... They were dealing with very, very difficult um, subject matter and the way that they approached it was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, we were dealing with mental health as one of the main topics. Um, and so, you know, we were all discussing how we could make these images and what we wanted to express. And I was, yeah, I was just so pleased how it ended up. And, yeah, it really inspired um this sort of idea that this is actually what I need to be doing. Mm. I mean, I'm making work that I personally find interesting and enjoyable, but I kind of, I need to add a layer to that. Um, I want to involve people more. So mm. at the mm. moment I'm doing another call out where I'm asking people to tell me uh, their stories about mental health um, and and their um, their ideas about how that could be expressed and so i'm collecting that over the next couple of months and i'm going to mm. work, make work responding to that mm. i just i just want to i don't know involve more people i guess yeah i think it's because uh, my 
ultimate question in some ways yeah. to, to everybody, but this isn't the ultimate question, but, it, but it, ooh, for you. Ooh, okay. but, 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 it, but it is an ultimate question in some ways, is, you know, what, what do you, with, with, when you're making work, when you're doing stuff creative, creatively, yeah. uh, who is it for and what does ooh. it do? You know, and, and I think, unfortunately, quite, quite, quite often it is the case that um, there is, uh, there, are, there are many who enjoy making work and do, mm. do it for very good reasons, but are happy for it to exist in its own kind of glass bell jar, you know, and it's beautiful and we just look at that. But actually, you are not like that, are you? You, you actually want to kind of get out and, and, yeah. and, and see, make work that actually gets people engaged in doing yeah. things and you know and I think you know again that's part of this new drive that's going yeah, on which is brilliant yeah. you know um and I know that you're although we, we I know it hasn't gone too far yet but you've been doing some work in the Ronda with uh the beautiful wonderful workers gallery oh yeah oh they fab yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and you did a very successful evening event there didn't you yes so yeah. so 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 there are all these people who would not have seen you as Kate Bush or you yeah. as, as Crows or Hands. I yeah. mean, what, what was sort of reaction with, with these sort of, you know, let's, let's say just regular people yeah. to, you know, to Lucy's kind of... Oh, they were lush. They, they yeah. were just fantastic. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was a really, really good night. Um, and, and, you know, Mike was, was fantastic hosting mm. and introducing me. So you had um, they're on the writers group there, and you had a musician, um, oh Christian Panter, is it? Um, oh gosh, I hope I've got that right. Um, they were uh, there in the evening uh, doing performances as well. So you had a really good mix of people. Um, so you had music people, writing people, um, and it was you know it was, a, it was quite a busy evening. So yeah, I was quite nervous going up. I'm, I do a lot of camera club talks. Where I, I know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the type of photography that they're going to be into. So when I walk into that environment, I know they're never going to have seen anything that's similar to what I do. So it's, it's a bit of an eye opener for them. But w- walking into a gallery, I, it was very daunting um, because I didn't know who the audience would be. And they were just fantastic. It was received really well. Um, they were so intrigued to be like, how the heck did you do that? You know, mm-hmm. what, how, how, how did you construct these images? Um, so it was really fab to sort of share how I do this, my process and talk about that. And they had such interesting questions for me to do, to do with, you know, my preference of how I work and how I, how I make these images. How, how much time do I spend on Photoshop? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they completely got it and it was really good really really good and it, and it resonated with them and they're all creative folk mm. and they're used to expressing themselves in different mediums but they're used to sort of like um, channeling that so you know we all have an appreciation for each other's art forms um, and that really came across the writers group they were fab mm. absolutely fab um, some of them did some really emotive uh, performance work and I think that tied in really well to what I was showing. So you described yourself in 60 seconds at the beginning, which is very nice. So if if you were now... I'm trying to remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> if, it was all true what you said, we know. If somebody needed to, to kind of get a sense of your creativity in 
three of your artworks, mm. which three would you put up and say, yeah, this really represents? Um, I'm going to go with a video piece, um, which is purposely called Untitled. <laughs> Right. titling something untitled there you go um what i'll say about that is that i was watching a lot of david lynch at the time and i was um i had actually that was me on the other side of uh, a nervous breakdown um i feel like that sums up my work although it's a video piece it's very similar to uh, a lot of my photographic work um it's a self-portrait of a particular performative time in my life um, and I outside of uh, the work that we've mentioned I'm, I'm again I'm quite interested in in memory um, and trauma um, I, I suppose that's that ties in with the mental health I suppose um, so that I would pick um, okay where can we can we see that somewhere? ah yes yes it's on the website it's okay. um it's on Vimeo um, and it's now on YouTube uh, with um, closed captioning. Uh, uh, gosh, i got to pick two others. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't, you mentioned something with hands. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be from the self-portrait um, project. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the crows. I'm going to go with the crows. So there's an image um, I have where I'm, sort of disintegrating into some crows and this is the popular image everyone kind of associates with me um and the process to making that uh, that was just an experiment because um i mean the self-portrait project it started because i i had no clue how to work a camera and i was quite embarrassed to try and have a go in front of other people so that was an experiment for me and it just turned out quite well so that one i i would say Pick that one, and now we need number three. Years of work. Oh, it's so <laughs> difficult. Um, have you got a suggestion? Yes. Can I put you on the spot? Yes. I, the one that always kind of gets me every time is the one where you're in the water and there's hands. It is hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and there are hands sort of pulling you down into uh, yeah, the water. That, I like that one, yeah. And I'm thinking, is there a lot of people with snorkels? <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I just got very cold and wet that day. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, shot down Panath because yeah. uh, you tend to have like quite calm sea there mm. and it gets deep pretty quickly if mm. uh, if you shoot when the tide is in. It's quite a steep bank in. So, you know, I wouldn't have had to go far in. Um, I will say I had a bit of help with that one. I tend to work solo, uh, but a friend of mine, an old friend of mine was walking past with his dog and said, what are you doing, Lucy? I said, oh, actually, can you give me a hand? Can, you know, so he was helping me to uh, sort of tell me when I was in frame, when I was in shot, taking those images, because that's a big issue of mine, is knowing if I'm actually in the picture when I'm pressing the, the remote control. So, yeah, that, that was an interesting day. That was, a lo that was a lovely day, because I shared that, making that image, I shared it with someone. I think that was, that was a very lovely experience. Well, it's been yeah, fascinating. Thank you. It's been fascinating oh, talking to you. Because, thank you so much, because, Paul. <laughs> because it, it, it's, it's, you know, just looking at your work, you know that you're going to be an interesting person. But I think what you've talked about today has been really, really fascinating. Oh, thank you. And I think it, it'll help a lot of people understand that creative process and mm. that it's there for, for all of us. You don't have yes. to be special. It's, no. Just do it. Yeah, just, do you know what? That's, that's something to take away from. Just do it. Just do Everyone it. can have a go at creativity. I mean... 
my, I think my final words would be, um, I think I'm quoting a Guardian article from two years ago now, where it asked people, are you creative? And the majority of people said, no, I'm not creative. I'm, I'm, I'm not involved in any of that. No, gosh, no. And they said, well, do you watch films? Do you watch TV? Do you go to the theatre? Do you go to the cinema? Do you do any crafts? Do you take pictures on your phone? You know, what, what do you do? And everyone went, oh, yeah, 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 I do that. Well, you are creative then. 